You said this is going to be the biggest podcast ever. That's right. Because you have a podcast voice? Yep. All right. Well, let's see. Oh, what episode is this? I meant that's what I'm supposed to be looking at, but evidently I got sidetracked. Yeah, hot mess. Let me go. That's bad when you got to go inside your own thing to figure out what episode you're on. Let me see. I'm going to get it together. Hold on. It's probably going to be like 31, 32. That's good. That means you're building content. Man, I'm supposed to have a lot more uh, episodes than this. But, so, hey, this, wait, wait a minute. This might be 32. I'm going to go with 32 and leave it at that. Well, it was supposed to be 33, but... I, uh, something happened. I couldn't. I couldn't air that one. But anyway, welcome back, guys. I know it's been a long time. This is the I don't have a name for this yet podcast, and I am your host A One. And then I have a a new guest star on the show. What do you What do you want to be? You don't have to tell anybody your real name. Sayland. Sayland. Okay, <laughs> this is America, and we can be whatever we want to be. Um, say Lind. And I see where that came from now. But anyway. Um, hey, smart. Yeah. Um, what was I about to tell you? I was about to tell you something. I think you got a booger right here. I don't think so. I think it's a booger. What was you talking about earlier, though? You asked me before we start. Oh, yeah. Shout out to all the listeners. I got to introduce everybody. Shout out to all the listeners, the first time listeners, the last time listeners. I don't know who, who you are, where you are, what's going on in the world. Good morning. Good evening. Good night. Happy lunchtime. Happy whatever. I don't know where you guys are in the world because we do have listeners all over the world. So I want to say hello. I know it's been a while. I know you guys have been starving for some uh content but here we go this might be out later today i don't know but we'll figure it out i'm gonna try to hopefully i don't have to edit a lot if we don't say each other's name we don't have to edit a lot and then we'll go anyway shout out to all you guys and thanks for sticking by and being here and supporting and just keeping the numbers going while i haven't been recording fulfilling my end of the bargain you guys are doing you guys end of the bargain but anyway now that we're here uh, you asked me what, how have I changed the most since I was 20? Or what do I think was the most drastic change since I was 20? Yeah, that stand out the most. Oh, that stands out the most for me. I think it would definitely have to be my temper mm-hmm. and just the way I see the world. I think those th- two things are like synonymous for me. Um, I think back then I was way more hot-headed. I was quick to go off on people. I think I did want things to be my way or I didn't understand that people could view the world totally different than me and that was okay. I I, I think I think back then I believed in a right or wrong. Now not so much. Um but I think that led to my uh I always had temper, but I think that would you know just spark it up a lot more than than it probably would on a regular day and 
But yeah, but I have learned to accept people's views and just, you know, because everyone's not like me and my way isn't the right way or wrong way and that your way isn't the right way or the wrong way. But it just, it's just different ways to do things. Like it, it all gets you to the same destination no matter how, however you do it. And I think once I realized that, I was like, what are we arguing for? And that's how I feel. So I think those two things are the most things that I can say that I've noticed that I've changed the most for me. So just to recap for the listeners, you are more aware of your temper, you're able to manage your temper, and you understand that there's so many different ways to look at everything. Yes. Because I think I think that's just where is people only get mad whenever your ideas and their ideas conflict. When they're different, that's when there's confrontation. Well, let's just say I believed in, for instance, what we were talking about earlier on not Instagram, but Twitter that I seen this, or I saw this, um, it looked like it might've been a middle school kid was, I guess the girl was bullying him or just, just, just hitting on him. And all of a sudden he just had enough. He just got up and hauled off and hit her. For instance, some people may feel like what he did was wrong. Some people may feel like he did was justified. But it all depends on where you're coming from and what you taught and what you believe. And that's when I feel like conflict can arise. Is when you when you you know when two people believe two different things, that's when that's usually when most conflict arises because of how people feel and what they believe. I mean, you know, you believe what you believe for a reason, and you feel like it's right. So, you know, I think that's where. That happens. I didn't show you the video. I didn't show you the video. So why do you feel like people get angry or rowdy or frustrated when somebody questions their way of thinking or their outlook or their way of being? Because nobody wants to be wrong. And sometimes people feel like you're telling them that their way of doing things is wrong. So that leads to... um, I personally am starting to believe that being in a flow state or letting things just be organic and as they are, you think that scares people? What, you being that way? Just letting things flow and and kind of letting, letting go of that need to control the outcome or control the process of life. I don't think that it scares people, but I feel like it makes people think they kind of feel like people have people like to live inside a box and like that's not their way of doing it so like it doesn't make sense to them like why are they doing that like that's not how they should do it or maybe it'd be better if it was this way like no it doesn't have to be that when i think that's i think that's just what that is i think it just causes people to think like people don't understand it until they go through it and once they go through it then they understand it and that's kind of how it is like if like I told somebody like I don't believe in labels, well you know that um, they think that that's me saying I don't believe in commitment, I don't believe in relationships, I don't believe in marriage, I don't believe in whatever, I don't believe in it. But guess what? I was brought up in a society that does, so I have to follow those rules to an extent. I don't have to like it, I don't have to accept it, but that's just what I believe. Like. I believe I don't believe in Santa Claus, but do I celebrate Christmas? Yes. Do I think it's stupid to change gifts for Christmas? Yes. But guess what? I do it too. That's just that's just how I feel. Like it's just certain things in the world that, 
like everyone's playing by a certain set of rules and when you're playing by a different set of rules you know it just goes different but i always tell people that just because i believe something doesn't mean uh or I believe something different you than you doesn't mean that i'm wrong or it means you're right or vice versa it just means that we just view things differently and that's just what it is i, I just don't believe in so i don't believe in a lot of stuff i just go along with it because that's the world we live in and people don't know how to navigate outside of a world that they live in mm. and that's how i feel and they don't realize that it's worlds within worlds because like yeah we may be alike in this aspect but then we're so much different in another aspect like the the fundamentals everybody want to be happy have love take care of their kids and and be rich Everybody wants to do those things, but then when it comes down to religion, when it comes down to culture, beliefs, ethics, morals, that's where people differ. But and then it's like, well, you're this and you're that, and you're that, and I'm this. It's just it's just a lot of back and forth for me. So I just feel like make your own rules, and then nobody can tell you what to do. True. Like yeah, you have to abide by the laws, but you know, like the the rules that govern you and how you maneuver in life. No one can no one can tell you that you're wrong because that what that's what works for you and that's what you believe in. No one can tell you that you're wrong for believing it. Okay, so back to the video where the girl was hitting on the man. Would you say the most effective way to spread a new way of thinking would be making that person wrong or just sharing new ways of thinking? Ooh, to the girl? Mm-hmm. Or just people in general? Uh, if if it was somebody I knew, I would say, hey, you probably shouldn't have done that. There's a better way to do it. Doesn't mean that it actually is better, but I think for me in that situation is conflict resolution or preventing that from happening. And the best thing I can do to tell that girl is to keep your hands to yourself. Everybody keep your hands to yourself. Nobody needs to be hit. The boys don't need to hit boys. Girls don't need to hit girls. Girls don't need to hit boys and boys don't need to hit girls. However many combinations you can think of that, nobody should just be touching anybody. If you do that, you don't have a problem. Shoot, that that incident wouldn't have happened if they wouldn't have been touching each other. So that's the root cause of the, the problem to me. So that's that's just why I left it. But I did grow up in a in a household where it was like my mom was like, I don't care who it is, if they hit you, you hit them back. That's that's just kind of how it is. Like no one should be able to disrespect your physical being that way. I don't care who you are, old, young, whoever. You just might catch one back. You catch me on the run, you might catch one back. Cause you never one of those real quick. Cause you you caught off guard. You just oh my bad. I didn't know who it was. You seen a fist. That's kind of how it is. So for me, I would just recommend that nobody touches anybody. Just keep your hands to yourself. You're not a boxer. You're not a wrestler. You don't get paid to do that to each other. Just don't touch people. Leave people alone. Respect people's space. That's what people don't understand. So, how does that make you right? If you feel like you feeling like you need to defend yourself or you feel offended or slighted or whatever the feeling is if somebody was to approach you with that aggression hitting them back it's 50 50 like does it really change the narrative or are you just repeating the same narrative uh hopefully it changes because you'll learn that everyone's not going to take that shit and they're going to hit you back if you if bullies stop bullying people when they get beat up or once they realize that people are going to fight them back they leave you alone so what about the bullies that don't stop and they just keep getting more aggressive and stronger and more intimidating? They ran to the right person. Oh, so it's like someone just got to get knocked the fuck out real good yeah. and that's going to teach them. Because they're going to be like, oh, he just, he just busted my lip. But when you really bust some shit up, 
hey, maybe this is not what I'm going to do because maybe there's more people out here like Jim who's going to fuck me up. I just there's always somebody bigger and badder than you. There's someone out there totally more crazier than me. And I can admit that there's somebody out there crazier than me. I don't think I'm the craziest person. I don't think I'm the toughest. I don't think I'm the best. There's always somebody, whatever that adjective is, than you. There's always someone smarter. There's always someone prettier. You can tell yourself whatever you want to believe, but the facts remain that there is somebody out there that's whatever that is than you. So would you say that defending yourself and making a statement is more important than being patient and creating a ripple of nonviolence and love? I do believe you got to defend yourself. That's just me. So where's the cap? Maybe if I beat up enough people who bully me, they'll leave me alone. Okay, so what if you what if you really, really beat this guy up, right? And you're just like, all right, you going to get it today. And then all of a sudden, they come back and they want to shoot you. Then what? First of all, you're going to have to find me. Once I do that, I know that I've opened myself up to a certain thing. He, the, This person can either come back, so I'm going to be, be moving different. You got to move different. Once you do that, there's a price to pay for everything. You got to move different. So you'd rather just pull up and fuck somebody up than be like, you know what? This isn't even worth my energy or my time. Well, you're not just about to haul off and just hit me in my face for one or anywhere like that. Something's going to happen. Now, if it's like, a, like if, oh, like it, like there was this road rage incident where this guy not too long ago when I came back from visiting my mom, he, I told, did I tell you about that? Like that could have went one of two ways, but. Let them know what happened. Well, basically, now everybody's going to think I'm crazy. But anyway, what happened was I was being nice, letting somebody to my left go at a four-way stop. All of a sudden, some entitled guy in this black BMW uh, pulls up, and he decides that he can go too. Had my nephew in the car, and if it would have been an accident, he probably would have hit that side of the car. So I was like, hey, yo, there's a stop sign right there. Like, you know, and he was like, what? I was like, there's a stop sign right there. You're him. Like there's a stop sign right there. He was like, "Do we got a problem?" I was like, "I was like, no. Nah, I'm just letting you know there's a stop sign right there. But if you would have hit my car with my nephew in the car, then we would have had a problem. That was it." He was like, "Do you want to get out of the car?" And I was like, "Dude, do you want to get out of the car?" And but I think he was trying to show up because he was on the phone, probably with a chick. He think he hot shit or whatever. He didn't want to get out of the car because that was another adult in the car with me. Two against one. Those aren't great odds for anybody. But let's just say he didn't Because I don't think he even noticed it Because he kept talking about the kid But also, he like, you want to get out? And I was thinking to myself Like, if we get out this car This isn't going to end well For him, for sure And it's not going to end well for me Because guess what? We're in Cobb County There's cameras There's police There's people with cell phones There's a line building up behind us Everyone has my tag Because guess what They're behind me recording You got to think like that But if, if If my nephew wouldn't have been in the car That might have went a different way I probably got a car I probably would have got a car I'm not even going to lie to you I probably would have But That's That's the, it, Me in my 20s would have got a car Let me just say that When I was a young 20 year old I probably would have got a car But I didn't Because you know You, you got to realize that some things Aren't worth it But at the end of the day You can say what you want to say to people but you got to deal with those consequences that come with it, too. But if it's just at words, you can still walk away. It's not at the point of no return for me. Do you think that your nephew watching you in that moment from conflict resolution learned to walk away or that you can get angry with people? Um, He might not have known I was angry because I wasn't yelling, but I was yelling because he was in a different car. But I was like, ah! 
Mm. It wasn't like irate, but I don't know what he learned. But I do know the reason why I didn't was because he was in the car. If you, because then you get child endangerment, child abandonment, reckless behavior, public disturbance. That's four charges right there, and all around kids. And we're at a park. So if he, your nephew wasn't in the car, do you think you would have even gotten up that upset in the first place? Because that's why you're originally upset. Yeah. Probably not. I would just be like, fucking idiot. That's probably what I would have thought in my head or, you know, said it in the car, but I probably wouldn't have, you know. But my thing is, he says, we both got kids in the car, but that's that's what made me even matter because if you know that you have a kid in the car, you need to conduct yourself accordingly. Not only can you hurt my kid, you can hurt your kid. So for me, you just got to move differently when you got kids around. No one wants to fight when they dressed up nice or when they got their kids around or when they with their girl. No one wants to do that. So when you're in those three, those are your most vulnerable situations because people will try you in those situations because they know you got your kid. You don't want to like a punk, X, Y, and Z. So now you got to do something. But if you was by yourself, it's a whole different situation because you have almost nothing to lose. So for me, if he wouldn't have been in the car, it might have went a different way. It probably would. I probably would have just been like fucking idiot, because he's he's off in his world. His his world is in his four windows, five windows, six windows. So, you just never really know. Oh, do you feel like men are raised in the society to fight and conflict with people rather than walk away? I do. Why? I, I think that's just the way it's been since medieval times. Everybody got to fight about everything. We're gonna go to the duel. Like, they used to literally line up in the line, back to back, take 10 paces, turn around and see who shoots each other the first. And then they they won the dispute or they won the argument. Somebody done lost their life or whatever. We've been fighting since the beginning of the time. Like, I think that's just what we're, that's just what it's ingrained in us to do. I don't think that's the best way to resolve any conflict, though. I think most things can be talked out. But... Some things do go out the window, like if you start touching people. Just don't touch people. Would you be willing to change the narrative, or are you going to leave that for someone else to do? Uh, I can try. I think I have been doing I haven't had to have any physical altercations in a while. That's good. That's because of the choices I make, because I can't control anybody. I can only control me. So I choose to move different. I try not to be in those spaces. I try to, like, be, you know, cautious of where I'm mad and, you know, just just watch for people I think that could potentially be a problem because there's there's going to be, I know me, there's going to be a problem. So I just try to, like, you know, be cool and mind my own business. Stay, stay to myself. Keep your head down. You're okay. What if you want to walk with your head up? You can walk with your head up. But when, you, when I say with your head down, you know, just like mind your own business. Like, look, my head down, I ain't see shit. I don't know shit. Minding my own business. What if something's happening and that they need somebody to step in? What do you, what do you mean? You see something that's Like wrong? an innocent bystander? Say you see someone getting hit on. <sighs> I've seen that. I don't necessarily like that. There, there have been instances where I have stepped in, but I probably should have been minding my own because that could have went bad too. But he could have had a gun. I don't know. Could have had a knife. I could have got stabbed up. You never know. Do you think that the mentality collectively, because a lot of people actually think the way you were just saying, put your head down and mind your business. Do you feel like that contributes to the out for self mentality? And when things with a lack of integrity or hurtful ways of being or just hateful violence is happening in front of other people, they're more quick to record it rather than step in and help. 
Oh yeah, like I don't, I don't know if you, I don't know if you remember when um, with the XXX Tentacion got shot mm-hmm. last year in this car. I think everybody, I only saw one video where somebody was trying to help. Everybody was out with their phone, not not even checking to see if he's okay. Like saying, "Hey, are you okay?" That's not enough. If you really cared about somebody in that situation, you wouldn't have your phone out. Like the first thing for you to do would be to try to assist and preserve life, but. You're not. You got your phone out just so you can look cool for social media. I didn't like how that went down, but I do think a lot of that has something to do with it. Yeah, and people will literally sit on the side of the street and record somebody getting killed. Yeah, I don't, I don't like. I don't like. I don't like seeing those fight videos that they post around, like the little high school kids, college kids, whoever they are. I don't like to see those fight videos. And then they just beat the pole person senseless, and now they just on the ground shaking. I don't like saying that. That's that's pretty bad. But I think those type of things are what make people feel like it's cool to do because of what people gonna say, or like the the type of attention it's gonna get them or whatever. But like if it's on the internet, you're going to jail for one. <laughs> but people have to stop recording everything. Like it's it, it, it's a gift and a curse. Like no. Like, I'm not recording myself doing a crime. If somebody else recorded me doing a crime, that's totally different. But if anybody's with me recording me do this, then they probably just don't have the best judgment, just like I don't either. Hmm. Why do you think people act out like that? You feel like there's something missing inside? Maybe they're not healed, or they don't feel loved, or they feel like they don't have a place in society, so they have to make noise and be powerful and try to control other people? Uh, it could be. I think that might have something to do. I think everything that humans go through stems from someplace, whether it's a good place or a bad place, but it stems from something. Like, I don't know, that one time something bad happened to you that just may linger on for years because you never dealt with it, and then it comes out. It's like when you get mad at work, then you come home and take it out on your wife and kids. Like, that anger for, towards them came from some other place. So I I do believe that that may have something to do. I don't think that's the 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 total case for it, but I definitely think that that's something. There's something to it. Yeah, and there's a new wave now. Everyone's starting to get into mental health and mental awareness, emotional intelligence, emotional awareness, more control over their being, and um. I just think we talked before about how everyone is a product of their environment and what they were around growing up. So unless they know different, they're going to repeat what they know. Pretty much. I do believe in, I do believe in the nature versus nurture thing. I do believe in it, but I also feel like, I don't know. I just, I just agree with that for sure. I do think we're all products of of our environment, whether it's a good thing or a bad thing. You know, why do you eat this way? Well, this is how we always ate. Everything can't be because of how it's always been or how we always dated or whatever. Sometimes you gotta reevaluate some things. I saw this thing the other day. It was really funny. It said tradition is just peer pressure from dead people. Pretty much. I hate tradition. <laughs> I hate tradition. Like anybody that knows me well, they know I hate tradition, which is where my labels and how I don't like holidays. Like I get it. Go along, get along. I get it. But no, some stuff I just feel like 
why are we doing this dumb shit like to me it's just it's just dumb like to me it is dumb i don't think i don't i don't call people dumb like that like just because you're participating in something but to me why are we doing this like why do we have like state lines why does every state in america have different laws we're all on the same piece of fucking place planet earth or whatever it is we're all on the same place but there's little squiggly lines that none of us can fucking see that govern or, or if you go two feet this way you're in alabama two feet this way you're in georgia and if you go over here you can do this but you can't i just think a lot of the stuff we do is dumb and i think that we've been listening to, to to old dead people for too damn long and it's time for us to rewrite some stuff like that's why we're in this fucked up society that we're in today because nobody wants to change it's like if it ain't broke don't fix it but if you don't know that it's broken would you fix it and that's how i feel i think people don't know that it's broken because to them for some people it's still working or maybe they've just been conditioned to believe that it is working so for me i just think that we got to get rid of a lot of these traditional things that we do whatever it is whether it's religion culture whatever that tradition is for you we gotta get rid of it all right we're gonna have to go through all that because you touched on a lot of major things i would go back to the holidays just from my perspective it's a lot of mind control and consumerism it's capitalism at its finest but i think that your average person just gets comfort out of the holidays. It's a time to bond with people and why not bond every day? Why this day? Cause don't, I'm going to go down this wormhole Valentine's day. I think that's a pointless holiday for me. I think you should treat people that way every day. Birthday. You should celebrate your life every day, every day. As soon as you wake up. Like, I'm not buying a new outfit because it's my birthday. I woke up yesterday. Every day I'm reborn. I'm not who I was the day before. So in some cases, I am, but in a lot of cases, no. But that's that's just me. That's just how I feel. So what do you think about people who, not right or wrong, neutral, but what from my end, what do you feel about people who make a big hoo-ha about their birthday? They want all their friends to send them money on their birthday. They want everybody to stop everything they're doing for their birthday how do you feel about that um i don't really feel a way i don't i don't want to do that for myself but that lets me know a lot about that person maybe they're lacking something or maybe they just have been conditioned to be this way Mm. so i don't know i just know that for anybody to put that much stock in the day that they was born or whatever holiday it is just just lets me know certain things i'm like but you should feel like this about yourself every day people like it's my birthday but i'm like what if it's not what if you're what if they mix your information up at birth so then what but you're just going off what you believe and sometimes what you believe is wrong do you feel like it's a major form of validation yeah everybody want to be validated some form of way and i think that's that's their one day where nobody gives them shit about it basically me 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 okay you so can do that that day what are some ways that you validate yourself so you don't have to look out to others to do it for you how do i validate myself yeah um i just do whatever it is that makes me happy whether somebody likes it or not well share maybe you can help somebody else find a way to make themselves happy uh, like for me like i spent a long period of my life having a particular hairstyle that people kept saying was dated nobody's gonna talk to you with it no one's gonna hire you all these things but i wasn't doing it 
I was doing that for me. I liked it. It doesn't matter if you don't like it. I liked it. What was your hairstyle that you liked? I had braids. Braids? I had braids. I had like the little Allen Iverson braids for those who don't know. Cornrows, plaits, whatever you choose to call it. To me, I called them braids. But that's what I had. And now I'll be damned. Look Look at everybody doing it again now. That's just how I feel. But just just things for me, I would just do things that make me happy. Like, I'm not trying to be like anybody else. I want to be who I want to be. And you may not agree with it. You don't have to. That's not for you to decide. That's for me. I have to be happy with me, not you. And if you don't like what I'm putting out, guess what you can do? Move around. That's what you can do. Move around. Yeah. So I believe that when people get to a place where they're so confident and concrete in how they feel about something or about themselves, they had to kind of go through the trenches or some type of heartbreak or something that quote unquote broke them inside a little bit. No one's broke, but you see what I'm trying to say. What is it that happened in your life where you made that decision? I don't need other people to do this, 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 and this for me to feel fulfilled and feel whole as a person and feel like I love myself. Um, it might have happened somewhere in high school, but I don't, I don't think I can pinpoint one particular thing. I just started looking around and looking at everybody doing the same thing just to be popular, cool, tight, not lame, the in crowd. Like, I just never cared to be in it. Like, like if I think back to my high school days, I don't think anybody would say that I was a loser. I don't think anybody would say I was the most popular person in school, but everybody knew who I was. You can't miss me. Just like now, you cannot miss me. It's, you, it's certain people just the way they are and their personality that whether that you, you just can't miss them. You just can't miss them. Everybody knows who you were. But I was never trying to fit in with a certain crowd. I was never trying to do this. I always did what I wanted to do. And it's probably just because that's just what I did. Like, when I moved to a particular neighborhood, I was rollerblading, skateboarding. No one in that particular neighborhood was doing that but me and my brother. Mm. Did we think twice of it? No. Would I still get on rollerblades today? Yes, but that's how I was brought up. That was the point in my life where I was doing the whole X Games thing. I wasn't doing whatever, but to me, I was just doing stuff that I thought was cool and was fun to me. But I wasn't trying to fit in with anybody. And I think once I realized that I'm living in a in a in a neighborhood or a society where everybody wants to be like everybody else, even though everyone says I want to be different, I'm not trying to be like everybody else. But everybody's dressing alike, talking alike, listening alike, learning alike, all these different things. And I just realized I don't have to be a part of the rat race. I don't care to be cool. I could be lame all I want to. The the meek shall inherit the earth. And all the losers, all the lames, all the geeks are now the ones. The, the scale has been inverted. All the cool, all the, the fine chicks, they're all washed up. They just they just smoked out, drank out, whatever. And all the people who got out of the rat race or were never in the rat race are the ones that are doing pretty well in life. Because they're not trying to compete with an idea of what they should be they're just being so you would say competing with your the old version of yourself is better than competing with the outside person or a trend 
You should only be competing with yourself. I don't want to be in the same spot I was last year. I don't ever say I don't want to be where they were last year. I don't know where they're in a good spot or not because they're only going to know what they show us or what they tell us. So I'm, you you only can, at least for what I believe, you can only compete with yourself. And if you compete with yourself, you can't lose. Did you have a hyper-creative household growing up? Uh, I don't know, but I grew up in a house of music. So I've always loved music. I was always tapping. I was always humming and doing stuff like this when ain't no music playing. But in my head, there's music. And I, there was this quote that said, uh, those who cannot hear the music those who danced to no music being played were deemed to be considered crazy by those who couldn't hear the music. Hmm. I've also read that music and dancing is a form of meditation. Some people believe that it could be. But that quote basically says it's just, just because you can't hear it or you're on a different rhythm doesn't mean that there's not another rhythm, that there's not a song being played. There's not a song being played right now. But in my mind, that's like four or five songs going through my head. But people would think you're crazy because you can't hear the music. They'd be like, why are they dancing? There's no music. They done made their own music. What is but crazy? I think crazy is whatever the society tells you it is. So somebody who doesn't follow the crowd? Kind of. Or mental health crazy? I think that's another place where crazy gets there but I think it's just all other people trying to tell other people what they are because they don't understand what's going on so why do you think people focus so much on other people rather than themselves you think they're afraid to face themselves and create who they need to be or who they want to be I think they can but I think it makes them feel good like when they can criticize somebody else instead of looking at themselves Um, I, I feel like I just feel like that's just kind of what we're brought up to do. Hey, look at him. He looked crazy with those green pants on. Like, you just kind of brought up to do it, and you don't think nothing of it because it's, it's the norm for you. But then when you go someplace where some place, when you go to a place where people don't do that, you be like, hmm, no one cared. <laughs> like, this is true. Especially, like, when you start to travel and see the world for yourself, you realize that the world is way bigger than you. It's way bigger than just what you think, feel, and believe. And I think that's why I am. And when you start having friends that are different from you, like, not just, like, racially, but, like, what they're doing, what they want, uh, culture, stuff like that, that's when you start to realize that, hey, look, we're not all so different after all and that the world is much bigger than just my perspective on the world and that's just what i've always believed because you know like some people do whatever they do and then you think that why are they doing that like halal meats and stuff like that like to me you just kill it and eat it but to some people they do believe that there's a reason why you kill it a certain way it has to be a clean death i don't know but do you realize that it's bigger than you and what you see? That's deep. You think so? Mm-hmm. Let's go back to the 
to the state laws. You were like, why does the state do it this way and the state does it another way? I think we give too much credit to these ordinary people who are in charge. And when you really think about it, if one set group of people were to manage this entire country, it would be a shit show. Not that it isn't already, but I think that it was set up that way so it was more manageable. Yeah, it's set up. I think it was set up to control people. I think everything it really is for the most part. Yeah, everything is set up to control people and to benefit a particular group. Like, I think no matter how far back in history you go, you can always find some aspect or form of that. And no matter what you, no matter what you do or where you go. Would you say that life on a greater scale, just human beings in general at this point and in history, it's kind of resembled a popularity contest or status contest or class contest? Yeah, definitely. Everything's about status and class. Like I'm looking out the window, and guess guess what car this is sitting directly in front of me? Hmm. Just take a guess. Mustang. No, it does start with an M. Mercedes. Yes. For the life of me, I do not understand why people get them. I don't, but I feel like it's a status symbol for a lot of people, or to show people, oh, I got money, or yeah, some people say I work hard for it, but. Why do you feel like that's the car for you to attain to say to show your hard work? Like who says that? Like, why do you believe that this this thing is valued that much? It's not. It's just a car. It gets you from point A to point B. You put gas in and got bucket seats and cup holders. What, what do you what do you want? Every car does that. Oh, but it does this. Mine does, too. And it doesn't cost that much. Okay, so I, I always say this. Everything's 50-50, twofold. There's always two sides to everything. So I do believe that some people get certain cars for status, but I also think that certain people buy those cars because of quality. There's a certain reason that they're not advertised. They last longer. They have better features. So my question for do you, you is... That they last longer? Yeah, if you take care of it. But that's any car. I think, I think that's any car. That's where we're on that fence. So your car... You really wanted that specific car. Why? This all goes back to what I just said. Two, um, when I was younger, I've always wanted one. I've always been into like American muscle anyway, because guess what? I was influenced, and that's what I was getting at. I had been influenced by my grandpa. He had he had all kind of Novas, all kind of those little old first four F-150 trucks, Chevelles, Thunderbirds. Like I, I grew up watching that. So to me, that was as far as I was going to go with cars. We never talked about Lamborghinis. We never talked about Ferraris, Porsches, BMWs, Mercedes. I didn't find that out until I started playing PlayStation, Gran Turismo. I, if any guys any guys out there listening, or any girls too, when you PlayStation, when PlayStation, the first PlayStation came out, that's what that was. Like Or Cruising USA on the Nintendo 64 that had different cars that weren't... Mm. Uh, that weren't American cars. Like Honda, I always thought Honda was like an American car, but then there was a point in my life where I thought it was a Hispanic car because I had the Toyota, hot, hot, hot. And they had like the whole little Hispanic, Mexican theme, whatever it was. I don't know if I'm saying it the right way, but that's what music they had. Come to find out, it's an Asian car. Mm. Did not know that, but Toyota, hot, hot, hot. That's what they had on there. And I always thought it was like, man, the Mexican people got some fire cars. That's what I would think as a kid. But anyway, back to what I was getting at. But I had already been influenced by my grandpa, Dukes of Hazard, 
NASCAR, like these are the type of things that I felt or that was instilled into me. So I fall victim to it too, but to me, I've always wanted one. And then when I got in high school, they reintroduced them. I was like, I wanted one. I did not like that particular model that I had at first, but it grew on me. And then the old one became ugly. And now the new version of it, to me, it looked like they tried to make it like a Viper. Remember the Viper? Mm Mm-hmm. And I always wanted one of those. It was always Viper over Corvette, Viper over Corvette, Viper over everything. But that's what they look like now. Um, but like, like I said, I had always been influenced by like whether he tried. I don't think he tried to, but that's just what I was on. So that's all I knew. So you're subconsciously influenced by things around you that make you think and feel a certain way. So imagine if someone was like, hey, look, this is the car for you to get. This is the car for you to get. Oh, when you make it, you gotta get your Mercedes. Or look at all the people who wanna be dope boys. The first car they go get, BMW, Mercedes, Ferrari, Lamborghini, something like that, Porsche. Cause guess what? That was a status symbol for them. That that solidified you making it. But it's always what someone influenced you. Now I can't say that I chose that car totally on my own because I have, I had twenty five years or maybe twenty years, eighteen years of influence or conditioning for me to believe a certain thing. But he never told me to get that car. But that was a car I liked on my own, like because he was a Chevy guy, mm. never dodged. So. A little bit of it's on me, but I do have a love for muscle cars. I've always had, I've always have. So you just never know. And that's, that's, that's just what I was getting. I think we're all influenced by the things around us, whether we know it or not. It's always going to be a direct influence or an indirect influence that's going to influence you. And you, you either going to know it or not. Sometimes it's very subtle. Sometimes it's sublime. You don't know. And then sometimes it's obvious. Like if you grow up like in Sandy Springs and everybody has a Mercedes, you're going to think that, hey, look, that's probably just the way it is. That's just the basic car to get. And in some places, that is a basic car. Like if you go over in England, nobody has those. Like that's like that's like a Honda here. Mm. Everybody else, they have Aston Martins. Rolls they have Royce. Audis, Rolls. They have Ferraris, Lamborghinis. They have those type of things. That's a Honda. But over here, because of what we believe and what we've been conditioned to believe, we think that's whatever it is. I'm not shitting on those cars, but I always wonder why people do things. Why do you have to stay at the Westin? Why do you have to stay at? Why do you think Lenox Mall is the greatest mall in this city? Why does everybody go there? It just goes to show how much influence symbols have over our life. Yeah. Symbols. Literally. Symbols everywhere. Fast food, cars, the logo on your clothes. Everything. Yeah, clothes. And you wanna know what's funny? The same people who make Mercedes, BMWs. I wanna say the same people who make Acura makes Honda. Mm-hmm. Uh, the same people who make I want to say the same people who make Acura makes Mercedes too. Um, BMWs, I want to say they're just like the uh, the Camrys. I think whoever made Toyota, uh, the Camrys make BMWs. Uh, not BMW, because they're German, but I Lexus. do think. I, is it Lexus? It's one of them, but all of them are the same. They're all made by the same, but they just put different body kits and different things on the inside. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. So... It's like, what makes this car any different from this car if the same people are making them just under a different umbrella corporation? Like, I don't, I don't understand. Because I remember at one point, like, there were some um, Camrys and Corollas that did look like BMWs. 
Like Range Rover looks the same as like the BMW truck. Just a little different. Just a little different. So it's, I don't know. Anyway, I just feel like we're just influenced heavily by materials. Materials and the world around us. That's just me. I don't even think as a collective society we could go back to living off the earth. I think a lot of people would freak out. I think a lot of people would panic. They wouldn't know what to do. But I can't generalize and say everybody because there is a group of people who would want that. But the masses, uh-uh. Yeah, I don't think a lot of people people would survive. I'm like, there's people who won't not wear shower shoes in the shower when they go to like certain places because they've been conditioned to think so. But Or their phone will break and they spaz out for two days. They feel like everything's over. Yeah. That's insane. It is. Maybe it's not though. To and to us, maybe it isn't. But to them, maybe it is. But you just never really know. But I do feel like in the grand scheme of things, some things are what they are. I think because like I'll tell you, at the end of the day, none of this shit, man. I can't take this computer with me. I can't take you with me. I can't take this mic. I can't take none of this shit with me. So does it matter? No. Right now, it might matter. But in the grand scheme of things, no. None of this matters. That's just me. Maybe maybe I'm a pessimist. But that's just how I feel about a lot of stuff. Like, none of this shit matters in the end. You just got to do the most with the time that you have while you're here. That's how I feel. I personally feel like we're here for each other as human beings, but I think we're extremely distracted. And I think we're, as a whole, not speaking for myself, but I think that we're afraid to be vulnerable. We're afraid to be tribe-like and look out for each other. We find comfort in consuming and materials and status and greed and money yeah I do, I do wish we could get back to a sense of tribe or community like I think it does take a village to raise a child I don't know how we got so far away from that but I definitely think if we had that I think society would be a better place imagine for people who don't have homes if the whole town helped build everybody homes yeah Instead of trying to, oh, I'm going to build this, but you got to pay me back for it. And then you got to pay me this for the next 30 years. like That's conditional about, love. Yeah. How about you just build the house? Like back in the day when they needed a church built, everybody came to build it. When everybody needed a town hall built, they came together and did it as a village. Because guess what? It benefited everybody in the village. You might not have had the hammer, but maybe you was cutting the wood. Maybe you was making the nails. But that's what I feel like we're missing in this world. Everybody's trying to make a buck off of everything. And I get it because that's the world we live in. But what if it wasn't? We're we influenced. can change it. It's just that people don't want to change it. Some do. Some people do, but we just got to get enough people to believe it. Or like to see it. And everybody don't wake up at the same time. Like everybody, you may wake up at 8 o'clock on the dot. Somebody may wake up at 8 o'clock, but 0.1 millisecond. And it goes on. And I'm not, hopefully people get where I'm going with that, but like everybody reaches that point where they wake up in the world and realize shit is going on at different, you may, you may make it at 25, I may have made it at 19, some people might not make it at 60, you just never know, but everyone wakes up at a different point. But the thing is, we got to get more people to wake up. That's so crazy you say that. That's why this podcast is so important because it's raw, unapologetic thoughts and questions that we all have at some point. And like you said, it's not going to happen at the same time, but it's captured, it's there, and you can put it out for other people to experience. It's a modern day version of a book. It's a modern day version of a journal. 
or thoughts that somebody recorded and you never know there's somebody or multiple people who have the same questions, same thoughts, and just knowing that other people feel and think the same way is one comforting, but it helps you to relieve those emotions that you have with it. So me personally, I've met a lot of people who get really frustrated and really angry with the government, with the way society is, and they just have so many questions. And I think that the first thing that we have to do collectively is talk about things and to share our experience. And that is the biggest form of love and wealth that we can give each other because you only know what you know and you only do what you do until you know or do different. So if other people are sharing their thoughts, it might be similar, but they might say or do something that wakes something up inside of you or helps you think on a different trajectory. It frees you mentally in some way or inspires you to make a ripple or a change just by expressing yourself and just putting it out there. I agree. I definitely think this podcast is going to help people. Like, like I always tell people, like, I don't, I reason why I don't have a name for this because I don't never know what we're going to get. Like, one day it may be funny and cracking jokes. One may, one day it may be very insightful. One day it might be fucking sad. You just never know what you're going to get. But I do feel like this is almost like a time capsule. And I think people are going to go back and listen to this or can listen to this if they want to uh, for years to come and just kind of get a sample of what it was like during 2019, 2018, whatever year it is to them or whatever year, whatever episode it is to you get a sample because I always wish that I could know more about the 60s, the 70s, the 80s versus what people were telling me. I want to hear real accounts from those people because history gets watered down. But people's personal views and opinions never do because that's just how they feel. That's not like a book telling you that the 60s were great. They were awesome. It was a time of peace. Well, let me talk to Jim that was there. The 60s were shit, man. I want to hear that. I don't Mm want to hear all. I want to hear everything. But that's just me. But I think we totally skipped over you in your 20s. What what do you how do you feel like you changed the most? Yeah, let's loop this back around here, buddy. Oh my gosh, there's so much. Where do you even start? Um, the biggest thing honestly would be being aware of your emotions. Um, and knowing that you can make choices. So you can make your choices of who you wanna be and how you wanna be, how you wanna think, and Even if you've found comfort in thinking one way for so long, you can change your mind. And it might be scary, but you can. And that's where I found comfort was just talking to other people. And when I stepped out of that and I would be vulnerable, unapologetically vulnerable about what I was going through, it provided a space for other people to do the same. And then through that, we connected and helped each other get through things. But... um, to tie in with that, I learned my impact on people and that when you stay quiet and you're hesitant and you're afraid to share something that's hurtful to you, confusing, that angers you, whatever the emotion is tied to it or the story that you went through, you are blocking healing for yourself, awareness for yourself and um, elevation within your mind and growth within yourself. But you're also blocking other people, too, because there's more people 
out there afraid to make that first move and talk about something that's sensitive to them than there are willing to. And so I've stepped into my power in my 20s to do that. Um, I've learned in my 20s that when you feel like you're at the lowest emotionally, financially, whatever, you can always come up out of it. You just have to pivot. That's huge. That's like your that's like secret weapon in your tool belt. Just just switch it up. Just think different, talk different, move different, act different. If you don't like the way you're doing that, just keep trying new things. You know what I'm saying? Like you have to just not stay stagnant. You can't just stay there. Whatever that is for whoever, that makes sense. Um, 20s, uh, you know, I think my late teens, early 20s, I wasn't as confident looking myself in the eyes and looking myself in the mirror. I do it every single day. I've, over time, started affirmations. I don't know if everyone knows what affirmations are, but it's just like a pleasant productive way of speaking to yourself into the universe of what you're worth um what you deserve how you view yourself um and then like we mentioned earlier not needing to be validated by people outside of you or things outside of you that you really are a source of everything that's some big shit indeed yeah that's some good stuff so if you could do it over would you do it again um, no, I'm just grateful for how it's happened. Everything was supposed to happen the way it's supposed to happen. I truly believe that. Are there things I would probably do different? Yeah, but I don't live in a what if world. I live in a this is where I'm at world. What are we gonna do with it? Yeah. What, name the biggest thing or your biggest mistake that or something that you would do different. You know what's crazy? I've been asked that question a lot lately, and my response has been, but I would like to change it going forward. I used to just say I would change helping people as much as I did because I have less money because I was helping people or I didn't focus on myself because I was helping people. But through everything I've been through, I think that's honestly the biggest form of love. So it might have made me feel some type of way, but I thought that's what I wanted to change, but I wouldn't change it for anything because there's nothing more fulfilling than knowing that you came through for somebody when they wanted to like lose hope or they just felt like blah or just stagnant or just didn't feel like they could move forward. And just, it could be anything like a smile or you just being like, Hey, let's like, say for instance, I'm supposed to be driving one day to make money. You know, that's so important to me. I got to make this bill money. But instead, I look over and I see my coworker, who I barely know, just looks heads down, the sparkle in their eyes gone. They just look so dead inside, like everything just collapsed on their shoulders in that moment. And it's like, hey, why don't we go on a hike? You know, fuck it. Like, let's just go drive around, go on a hike. That's just one example. Just take that time to be present with somebody. And that gave them enough life and energy for them to move forward for months ahead just me taking the time to be like i see you we're gonna make it you got this i sacrifice finances for the day but i know that i left an impact on that person's life so to answer your question i thought that i was going to change the fact that i helped so many people but after going through the past eight years i've learned that that's my best trait and my best quality and i will forever do that
because I think more people should do that. Yeah, I, I do think people would get a lot further in life helping people than not helping people. Um, that's interesting. But before you go, my mom always tells me, she says, you have to have discernment. You have to know the balance and you can't give too, too much of yourself because then you burn yourself out or you leave yourself feeling empty. And most of the time, you know, people like me, there are other people out there like myself. You know, I see it in you too. It's more rare than it is common right now. So you still have to take care of yourself. And that's why I always tell you there's that 50-50 balance with everything and you have to make sure you're not being an extremist. Yeah, I try. Sometimes you just can't help it. I know my mom, I know one the biggest lesson my mom told me, I don't even think she remember having this conversation. She told me, don't ever, let me see how she said it because I don't want to say it wrong. I just told somebody this. She said, don't ever give anyone all of your time, mm. especially if they're not going to give it back to you. Uh, she said, don't, don't put, don't put all that in there like that made she told me that after one of my exes cheated on me mm. and ever since then i never looked at breakup the same like or like when someone didn't want to talk to me or whatever or like you know be in a relationship with me i remember she she told me that i didn't probably i didn't understand it the first because you just use no nah, i just want to i just want her back x y and z or i want to do this i want to do that but she told me that she said, "Don't ever put uh, all your time in somebody who don't do the same for you." She said, "No." She said, "She said, don't always make yourself available for people who don't make themselves available for you," which is the same thing for me, to me. But that's what she said. She said, uh, "And that that's that always stuck with me." So I don't I don't do that. Like if you're not willing to do the same for me, I'm not go- especially in that aspect. I'm not doing it for you. And I kind of took that and applied that to everybody else too, to the rest of the world. Cause I feel like people people only want what they can get from you sometimes, and then when it's your turn to uh, or you're in need, they're nowhere to be found, and that's mm-hmm. not a good feeling to have because you really might need it, but you're there for them. And maybe they can't help you, but then sometimes people are like, hey, look, I got what I wanted. Some people are selfish, but I do remember her telling me I just applied that to everything in my life. That's that's really how I look at it. Um, I did want to ask you. Your opinion on um. Well, I want to go. I want to do something real quick because I know there's a lot of people out there who are in love or infatuated with people, and piggybacking off of what you said that your mom told you, I hear so many people say to each other, "I can't live without you. You're my everything. I don't know what I would do without you." And I just think that's a really unhealthy way of being, because you should never put not even in your parents your siblings, your best friend, your your significant other, put in that much power in someone's hands because anything can happen. And if you really have that much invested in somebody where you feel like you can't live without them, you will be a hot mess if anything were ever happen. Yeah, and I don't want people to think that, 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 that I'm trying to say don't commit, but what I'm saying is if like, if every time you... If you're the one that always getting up making shit happen in a relationship or or in the dating or courtship, whatever you want to call it, um, and they're not willing to get up and do the same for you, don't you know you know keep put, put 
Basically, take notes, put, motherfucker. Yeah, take notes and put out what what you're receiving. If they're only gonna give you fifty, you give them fifty. And sometimes, sometimes you know, you, you would hate to go tit for tat, but that way you just kind of peep it early because like there there are men and women out there who will like bleed you dry for what you have, and then when they're done with you and it's your turn, they have nothing to offer you or they they've moved on. It happens every day. And like that's a good that's a good early sign that hey look like if every time you're trying to hang out with them but you always available to hang out with them whenever they call but whenever you call you want to hang out or go on a date they're never there that's a good early warning sign and that's kind of how I always took it so for me like hey look I'm not I'm not gonna give you that same type of energy if you're not willing to re- uh, reciprocate it to me but I, like I said I applied that to everything in life like to work. Like, I'm not busting my back for somebody who's not going to bust my back either. Like, if I don't feel like I have a, a support system or, like, we're not working as a team, I'm not going to um, want to work as hard. But when I feel like we're going to you, you do it for me, then I, I go above and beyond. And sometimes I just do stuff out of kindness in my heart. Don't, I'm not telling you not to do that, too. But in certain cases, you'll know what I'm talking about when it's your turn to be in that situation. Balance, balance, balance. Everything. I wrote down something. I don't know what I what I, what I wrote down. I had a bunch of damn ideas the other day. Um, I did want to ask you about where'd it go? I don't know where I put it. It's in here somewhere. Um, what do you feel about? Growing in love or falling in love? Like, which one means the most to you, or which one would you prefer? Like, oh shit, I ain't trying to fall nowhere. I'm trying to stay on two feet, core solid. I can move how I need to move. I can see how I need to see. I'm not falling in love. I fell in love. That shit hurt. I lost myself. I didn't know my worth. I forgot my power, my beauty. I gave all my time, all my energy, everything, because I just was free falling. I don't agree with that statement. I think it's played out. I think we need to change the narrative. I believe you're supposed to build yourself up, build your significant other up if you want to commit. Everything is a choice. I'm always for growth first. I feel like if you're falling, you're losing control. You're not on a consistent uphill growth pattern for yourself or in the relationship. I think that when people use the term falling in love, it is an extreme version of desire and lust that you think is love. But I think that true love is accountability, support, honesty, uh, promoting the other person to not depend on you for happiness and validation. Um, Yeah, definitely not falling in love. So you rather grow in love with somebody? Uh, Grow in love. Interesting. Because life is about choices. I think that falling, you're not really making choices. You're just going with it too much. It's too much of a flow state, which might sound hypocritical, but it's it's too extreme. It's too much. Uh, I kind of feel I feel like I'd rather grow in love with somebody. Like, not that there isn't love in the beginning, but I'd rather just let that grow over time to just like fall head over heels and then fall out of love because that's what happens once you fall you got to get up but if you grow you just kind of never stop growing you're always up yeah you know and some some things you know you do have your limits when you can grow but 
that's that's only based on what you decide that you can grow in. So I I think that for me, I'd rather just find somebody that I really just like like being around, I could enjoy spending my time with, and then we just kind of grow from there. And then like from that point, you got something that's more organic than something that's just like, you're just smitten off the top because of a physical thing or lust or whatever it is. But you know, just somebody that you just kind of can see yourself like getting through life with. Like you wouldn't mind doing this every day with this one particular person. But True. and I don't believe like you you can own somebody or like people belong to you. Mm-mm. Like I don't believe that. I think people are in your life just for you know a time. Like you guys kind of determine that time. But you know <laughs> that's so funny you say that. I hear it all the time, probably every single day. That's my boyfriend. That's my girlfriend. Well, first Boy's of all, not. <laughs> they have a name. Second of all, they're their own person. And third of all, it's just somebody that you're close with that you get a little bit more access to than other people. And they might open up a little bit more than what they would to the average person. That doesn't mean that you own them, like you said. Yeah, people are possessive, and that's what I've learned. Like, yeah, you would feel territory. I get it, but I don't know if we've been conditioned to believe that or is that just like a, a thing? I do think conditioning has something to do with it because for so long, I mean, especially for women, like we just became human beings to a lot of people. It was like, get you a wife, (laughs) get you a wife, cook for you and love on you and do all the things. But it's like, wait a minute, we're human beings first. Yeah. Not property, but it goes for men too. I mean. Oh, yeah. Speaking of that. It does, because I think, I think everyone puts everything on the men's shoulder. And I, would th- I believe that back in the day, I think I had this conversation the other night with somebody. I believe that it was that way because for a long time, women did not work and women could not work. So men had to do everything because of, because of the way they set it up. Like I was talking to somebody, they were saying like in their culture that that their 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 family looks down on you like if the woman works. But I was like, but to me, we are a team, we are a unit, we are one. So my money is your money, and your money is my money, and our you know both of our money is it's, it's an our thing, System. you know like that's what it is. So like it's a household thing. Like so it's not that I have seven hundred dollars at the bank and you have seven hundred dollars at the bank. It's like we have fourteen hundred in the bank. What can we go out there and do together? And I and I just thought that was kind of bizarre that that they would think that and they feel like that you're not honoring your your wife if you if she works. I'm like maybe she wants to work. Like it's her choice. She doesn't have to keep going by these old traditional standards. Like and I think like I said, I think these rules are outdated and we gotta update this shit. Like I think I think a lot of stuff should be 50-50. And now some people just want to be housewives. That's what's going to do fine. But you better find your dude that can that can help, help y'all live comfortably. Because comfortably. I don't think society set up for anybody to do it on their own. And if they're not, like, making a substantial amount of money. That's just me. But I do think that we got to change some stuff. Just just how we view relationships and, like, the, the structure of that all together. Yeah, I just think the main the main narrative is that everybody has a choice to do what they want. And there's too many people who feel like they can decide for other people, whether it's to kill them and take their life, whether it's to tell them how much they're going to get paid compared to their peers, whether it's what they should or shouldn't be doing with their time. 
it, the list goes on. It's like we get to choose for ourselves. Other people don't get to choose for us. Yeah, I do think it's too many people having power over other people's lives. I think people should have the right to choose whatever. If you want to be, if you want to use those drugs, go for it. Knock yourself out. I don't think it should be illegal for people to use it. Like, I get why it is, but at the same time, no, I don't. I'm like, hey, you can't say this American do whatever you want. Like, they'll let us put anything in our body except for this. Like, it's just, I don't know, it's just crazy. People just people just drive me nuts. They drive you nuts? Yeah, man. I just, I just don't feel like, I just think a lot of it's, like, hypocritical. Or like contradictory mm -hmm. and it's just like oh it's okay when this person does it but if you do it in this instance or if you do it and you look this way no i don't think that's fair privilege status access popularity like we talked about earlier yeah everything is popular it's a popularity contest i did want to ask you so you could put that out there to your world like like who are you like what do you do i know we were talking about you starting your food truck business and your meal prep business earlier and all the things that come with it. And I think this would be a good segment for anybody that has a dream or has a goal or wants to be self-employed or work for themselves or, or do something that they love for the rest of their life instead of trading wages for pay or trading their, trading their time for wages, I mean. Okay. Well, I'll give a little background history because it took me a while to get to the mindset and decisions that I've made. Um, I will give respect and props to my ex relationship because and my father so two people helped me kind of decide help me decide for myself so growing up I always loved food cooking it giving it to other people I like to see their expressions I like to see that they felt good based off of a good flavorful meal uh, watch cooking shows had cooking competitions with my best friend since I was a little kid cook with my dad for bonding and hip-hop and rap has been huge in my life since I was about 9, 26 now. So um, hip-hop and rap is a form of poetry, um, extreme expression of your emotions and your story, your experience. Um, it helped other people who went through similar situations just hearing it, and it had good beats to it, so it made you want to dance. When I got older, about four years ago, I kept asking my dad before he passed away, what's my purpose? What's my purpose? I don't know what my purpose is as a human being. I was getting frustrated, impatient. I didn't understand why I was here. What's the goal? I knew it wasn't to pay bills and just exist. And um, he just kept saying to me, you know, just let it flow. But you're, the love that you give out and the person that you are is really what your purpose is. You're just overthinking it. And then my ex um, sat down with me one day and I said, I don't know what I want to do. I don't want to do this teaching stuff. I did that for my parents. The college thing wasn't for me. I didn't like that. Someone's reading out of the same book and I'm paying them $500 an hour. I knew I didn't like working for other people because I didn't believe in their culture and the way they treated people. So long story short, um, my ex was like, what would you do every single day if nobody was watching and nobody was telling you what to do. And you either got paid or didn't, but you just got to do that every single day. And I started laughing and I was like, in my head, I said, I'm not going to answer the way I want to answer because it doesn't seem achievable. And so weeks and weeks went by and I kept going back to that same feeling of what I wanted. 
And it's so funny. It literally came down to cooking good food, eating good food, traveling, trying new food, music, 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 food, like every single time. So when I came back to him and I told him and I was laughing, he goes, you're laughing. So that's okay because that's what you keep going back to. So that's your passion. So what I do is I work with artists to build a fan base and brand their music and themselves. And I'm striving to have a vegan food truck open by April of 2020. And I will morph two of them together, get a following, and then eventually it will be a bistro where people can meet and greet artists of all sorts to collaborate, express themselves, and network to grow and eat good food at the same time. Healthy good food. Sounds good to me. Maybe maybe listeners out there will want to know more about that at a later date or time. I can include that in the bio or at a later date. Um, however, we got to do it. But we'll figure it out. Um, so what, what do you think the key to all of that is? What do you mean the key? To, to going in business or working for yourself. What do you think the key is? Uh, freedom in every sense necessary. So, you know, obviously the most obvious one would be financial freedom. Um, definitely going to be working longer hours at first to get everything situated so you won't feel free in that aspect at first. But over time, it will become a passive income, um, which ties into financial freedom. But also, um, I'm a hyper-creative person, and I don't like working in environments where I just have to follow suit. And I don't get to express my creative juices. So for me, I just want to do things my way. I don't want to compromise. I don't want to do the same thing every single day. Um, I've worked for people for, you know, 12, 13, 14 years at this point. And uh, generally, the treatment that you get from an employer is not how you want to be treated. Um, You're treated like a number, just replaceable, disposable person. I'm a whole human being. I am me. No one else is me. And I want to be treated as such. So I want to cultivate teams that I work with rather than that work for me, that enjoy coming to work. Um, And I just want to do it my way. I want to be different. I want to do it different, different in the rap and hip hop industry and different in the culinary industry and different as a human being. So what what advice could you give anybody who's looking to do it their way? Um, First and foremost, you need to take plenty of time. Don't um, stress yourself out over how much time you're taking to decide. You need to kind of find ways to silence the outside world a little bit and just figure out what really gets you going. You know, like what what are you constantly going back to? What do you constantly want to do in your downtime when you don't have any other obligations and you only have you and yourself? What are you doing? Literally, physically, what are you doing? Are you writing? Are you eating? Are you listening to music? Do you like to hike? And then once you figure out what you naturally are wanting to do without putting any thought behind it, it just become habit to you. Then you can kind of dive in and either find existing jobs or 
that line up with that and grow and get better or you can create your own lane and I think the most intimidating thing for most people is creating your own lane because we're conditioned to go to school pick a career and work for somebody else work for somebody else only thing I add to that is consistency just get started I think I think getting started and being consistent are, are what kill most people's dreams. Some people never get started, and then some people start, and then they don't keep it going. And mm-hmm. I think as long as you be consistent, you'll start making progress. Any progress made is better than no progress. So if you start today, you may only have one or two customers. You have one or two customers more than you had before you started. And even if you, that's all you have, like that's progress. Like That's, that's helping you some way, maybe if you keep keep going you'll eventually start to grow like you don't have to have exponential growth like off top a lot of people don't get that but you have to just cultivate your own cult following and just keep going so even if even if you start today in a year from now you have made so much progress if you just keep going you just can't quit that's why i won't give up on this like when my computer was stolen i could have easily quit i'm like fuck it i'm just getting a computer and not doing anything but i know that this is something that i want to do I don't mind doing. I feel like it's a beneficial platform. I give other people a platform to kind of create and advertise and do whatever they want to do on here and spread their ideas. But I feel like this is something that I really, really wanted to do. Like, I think I'm good at it. I think I think I have something to offer. And I think other people who get on have something to offer. So, you know, you just never know where you could be. Next year, I might be at the podcast awards. Maybe I have the most downloaded podcast in the world. Like, I do pretty good numbers. But I would like to see them better or 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 increase just for me. So for me, I feel like I just need all the support I can get right now. Like, just support me. Like, I'm not asking for a buck. I'm not asking for much of anything. I'm just asking for time. Uh, like, share, subscribe, post it, do whatever you got to do. Like, I don't care if you don't listen to it, but at least if you retweet it, you post it. Like, that helps me out in a way. That helps me out more than you can ever do by, like, giving me money. Cause that'll come later if the content is good, or if your product is good. Money will always come, and I'm not necessarily doing this for money. Money can come from this, but that's not why I did it. I just always got tired of hearing everybody else jibber and jabber about the same thing over and over. So it was like, why not do something that I feel might be a little bit different? Cause just from listening to some of my peers and some of the celebrity podcasts, everyone talks about the same thing. No one talks about anything that that matters like it's not a common practice thing like you don't see that or hear that a lot so for me i feel like if if i'm bringing something different or just getting regular people or even strangers on the podcast people that that listen like i think i'm doing a good thing i think that's 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 unique than more unique than what's out there so i'd always bet on me instead of the field any day with just with just doing this just because i know what i could do and the ideas i have but for anything that you do, you just got to get started and stay consistent. Even if you start out with a thousand views a week, I mean, listens a week, maybe next year you might be at a million and that's when your life changes. All it takes is a short amount of time. A year has flown by already. It was just January. Like it was just January, but. He said you don't have to listen to it, but definitely listen to it because it's a win-win. You might hear something that helps you somewhere. Yeah, you might definitely, but you know, some people are like, oh, it's too long. There's a pause button. When you can't watch a movie, don't you pick it back up where you left off? It's the same thing. I think people think that 
podcasts have to be digested all in one thing. Like some of the podcasts that I listen to, I, I fall asleep on them and I start back over about where I think I was at or just start it all over. But you don't have to digest it in chunks. Like some people listen on the way to the car. I mean, on the way to work in the car. And then some people listen on the way home in the car also. But or, or on the way to the friends. Or you may only be able to listen to 10 minutes. But guess what? By the time the next episode is out, you're done. You just got to break it up in chunks. If you don't, Or put it on when you're cooking and cleaning. Or you don't have to digest a podcast or anything you do in one chunk. Like people listen to music Oh I heard the first three songs I haven't made it back They go check out the next five to six Then they check out the last few songs of the CD And then now they've listened to that album And that's just kind of how it goes And there's no different for podcasts Just take it as you can Listen to it when you can But I think that's what steers a lot of people away from listening Because sometimes the podcast does get a little long This is one of our shorter ones But you know That's what it is My mom called Should I put it on the podcast? I ain't never had I ain't never had on a podcast. I wanted her to I wanted her to be my first guest, but she ain't get on. Let me call and see what she's doing. Let's see what she's doing. I'm gonna call my first guest. This is a first. Let's see what she say. <laughs> oh man, where is it? Uh, uh, that's not where I want to be. Oh, there we go. I'm in my favorites. Hopefully she picks up. If she don't pick up, she don't love me. Mm. <laughs> hey, ma, this is your son calling from the podcast. Don't say anything that's going to incriminate me or give away my identity. <laughs> no, I'm for real. <laughs> oh, I'm just calling to let you know that we was bleeding. What, what, why y'all tell nobody y'all was leaving before? Uh, well, we know I'm gonna leave on Sunday. And y'all, y'all just be coming up and don't tell nobody y'all coming, and then y'all just leave. Well, we coming next. Week. You said y'all coming next weekend. And her car is going to we're going to Alabama to pick up his um truck. That's where they took the truck. No, um, for business. Oh, so he about to be making the big boy bucks now, huh? Now we say all that, but oh, I see how it is. I see those like. What you doing? I'm on my podcast. You're you're a special guest. Oh, okay. Did you see um Harry's having a baby? I think I did see that on Instagram. Having a baby. Having a boy, actually. Oh man, look at Henry. Yeah. I'm about to um, well, I, call him and see. Yeah, I just said uh, um, congratulations on Facebook. But, uh, what you doing for dinner? Uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll make a salad. I don't know. Maybe I, I got more pasta to eat. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to enjoy the call then. All right. All right, sure. Bye. Ooh, I want to talk about that. Me and my mom were talking about this the other day. It's so crazy to see how, you know, families, how they show different affection and love. So, like, the first thing I was going to say to him was, y'all didn't say love you. But there's love. Y'all love each other. But it's just so crazy, like, perspective and the way different households and different people do things. I've actually met people who 
don't hug each other. And to me, from my perspective, that's crazy to me. But to other people, they might look at that situation and be like, man, why y'all always hugging? Why y'all always saying I love you? Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. And we're, we're exactly like that. We haven't always... Uh, uh, had the greatest relationship I don't think I don't for me personally unless I maybe my memory's wrong I don't think she was the most affectionate mom and I'm not the most affectionate person and I think that might be where I get it from because I feel like we're more alike than we are different um, at least the two of us uh, like we see each other we don't really hug we just hey what you doing X, Y, Z we just we pick it up and we just go like my sister she the hugger in the family she be giving out hugs and stuff like hey brother and I'm like Get the fuck off me. That's what yeah. I be thinking. I be thinking that. But me and my brother, we just, we just, what's up? Well, you know, we just like, man, what you doing? Or, you know, we just sit down, don't say enough for each other for like five, ten minutes, and then we'll start talking. But that's just how we are, I guess. I don't know. But there's definitely some love there. But I do see people, parents, where they just, oh, this is my best friend. Oh, this is this. And I don't, I don't really be, I just, I just blow. Like, oh, okay. And the people are like, why are you guys on like that? But that's what they know. They don't know that there's another side to this. There's another side to that too. There's th- maybe four or five sides. But I don't know. We've just always been like that. Yeah, definitely like the hoo ha. Like, oh, I love you so much. It's not so much that, but I can definitely say, on my mother's side of the family, we never leave each other without saying I love you. We never leave each other without giving each other a hug. Well. I will say that since my grandma died, I think she has been telling us she loved us more, and we've been doing that. But and that was just last year, so I don't know. It is. It has been a bit, a bit weird. But I think you know you you, and I think that's because of how her parents were with her. I don't know, and I think same thing. It just trickled down. Like you just don't know what's been instilled in you. Like you may not realize that. Like I said before, that there was a problem. Or that something wasn't being done or that this was the norm until somebody says something. Until you encounter it on your own. So, you just never know. I got a fart. I'm not going to blow them into the fucking pennies. So comfortable. But, I don't know. But yeah, parents, parents are, parents are different. But she, she's alright. She likes to FaceTime a lot too. She don't do this whole calling thing. But I, I didn't want to FaceTime because I look like a troll right now. A troll? You look great. No, I don't. <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> if you guys could see. You guys are lucky this ain't on camera because I'll be looking crazy. Um, is there anything else we need to touch on? I feel like something happened that we didn't touch on. But mm. Stay tuned. Are you, are you going to do this again now that you got your jitters out the way? See, it wasn't so bad. You forgot the mic was there, didn't you? Yeah. See, there you go. I'm behind the scenes, but I'm trying to come to stage a little bit more. Yeah. Catch me on a freestyle soon. About that. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's hear a rhyme now. No, nah, don't do that. Come on, Buster. Rhyme. No, that's not my name. Buster's Buster. I ain't Buster. You're not Buster. Nah. Oh. I'm Sayland. All right. That's my rap name. What's your my rap podcast name? <laughs> it's my name backwards. So now everyone knows who you are. I'm going to tell them where you live. 555 Sherman Oaks. The most basic address to use in that uh, situation. What is it? 46P Wallaby Way? P Sherman Wallaby Way from Nemo? Whatever it was. 
I'm done. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna start giving people that 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 address. But anyway, uh, y'all should tell us what you want to hear about. Man, surprisingly, they do. I do get a lot of hate mail and things they would like for us to touch on, like a lot of personal topics. Uh, next time, I'm going to um, incorporate that. I usually do in some form or fashion. A lot, a lot of the topics come up for me, to some, a conversation I've had, something that someone told me or asked me about and they wanted me to talk about it or whatever. But that's how a lot of these topics come up or something that I saw or something that made me think about it. So, I don't know, but we're gonna figure it out. But I guess this is gonna wrap this podcast up. Uh, like I said before, shout out to all the first time listeners, last time listeners, the single moms, the single dads out there, the people who grew the lettuce that, for the salad that I ate today. The only thing I ate today, and right now I'm not. I'm, I'm mad at the people who make gummy bears because I think they, they they do that to make me feel bad because they know I have a, a sugar a sugar sugar addiction. So right now I'm not really feeling them too much. I'll say this in there next week I'm gonna be eating more gummy bears. Mm-hmm. That's what you think, Bucko. <laughs> Hopefully I'm not though because they did make me feel pretty bad today because I ate them on an empty stomach. But anyway, just shout out to all the good people out there. Shout out to people who need to just to have a shout out. Shout out to the listeners, shout out to all the DSPs, uh, Spotify, SoundCloud, podcast on Apple Music, on, on Apple. Uh, where, where else do I have this at? I was trying to get on Title, but I don't know why I couldn't get on Title. Google Play. Locked loaded. Yeah, I'm trying to get everywhere. Anyway, but shout out to all these people. Shout out to, I don't know, just shout out to everybody. You got a song of the week that you would like to uh, lead the people with? Sabotage T.I. There's a big message in there. Sabotage T.I. I think my song of the week is going to be... Uh, let's see. With what? the growl. Uh, <laughs> let's see. I thought about doing Lloyd Banks, but I'm going to do that next week. It's called On My Shoulders by Sabrina Claudio. Oh, I like her. I like that song. Check it out, guys. We are... Signing off. Okay, bye. We can't end the podcast that way. Oh my God, what are we going to do? I just want to. All right, guys, we're, we're out. <laughs>